Those of you who are remaining in the sanctuary, please turn your Bibles to the book of Romans. Book of Romans. <clears throat> Last week, as we continued our trip down the Roman road, we came to another encouraging verse when we came to Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates... That means he proves, God demonstrates or proves his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We learn quite a few things from reading this verse in context. We learn that our faith in Christ produces righteousness, peace with God, access to grace, hope and the glory of God. We saw that we can now rejoice in our afflictions. Amen? And, and we can also experience the fullness of God's love. Well, we learn that this love that God has for us is proved. It's proved. It's proven because we were worthy of his death. But he loved us so much. Even in our sin, he was willing to die for us. To pay the sin debt that we could not pay ourselves. This morning, we're going to make our next stop on the Roman road. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. It says, For just a few who will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. For just Americans who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Does it, is that what y'all scripture says? No, Paul writes something different, doesn't he? He says, for everyone. Y'all say that word with me. Everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's pray. Father, we come to you again asking forgiveness of our sins. Lord, I just have a a short prayer to ask of you. If this will be the last time I stand in your pulpit and preach your word, I pray that this morning I glorify you. And what I say, I pray that you'll be heard and not me. In Jesus' name I do pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. The last four weeks, we've, uh, we have stopped where we're starting to dissect. We've stopped where we're dissecting the verse. And our steps on the Romans road. And we've read the scripture in context. Y'all remember we've done that? We've gotten to each step and we've stopped and we've read the scripture, the verse in context, right? So we could understand it in context. Now this morning I'm going to approach this verse a little differently. Because step five, next week, we'll put this verse in context in itself. So let's read our verse again. And then instead of moving back and reading it in context, we're going we're gonna to move we're going to go forwards, okay? And, and once, I, once I do this, it'll make sense to you because really there's not a pause. There, there, there might be a breath, but there's not a pause in what Paul is thinking here this morning. So let's look again at verse 13, and it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then he, he stops, Gary, and he starts asking questions. And understand... When, when Scripture asks questions, we need to stop and evaluate and try to answer those questions, right? Right? Paul writes, but how can we call on him who 
we have not, they, have, who, they who have not believed. And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how welcome are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good things. But all did not obey the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the message about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Did they not hear? Church, we could ask that question pretty well today, couldn't we? Where, where, other, where else in the world could Christ be heard so clearly, so easily? Did they not hear? Did the people who won't accept Christ, did they not hear? He says, their voice has gone out to all the earth. And their words to the ends of the inhabited world. But I ask, did Israel not understand? First Moses said, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that lacks understanding. And Isaiah says boldly, I was found by those who were not looking for me. I revealed myself to those who were not asking for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have spread out my hands to a disobedient and defiant people. Listen to that last verse again. He says, but to Israel, y'all, Israel, God's chosen people, the people that God created to worship him, to serve him. Listen to what he says. He says, but to Israel, he says, all day long, I have spread out my hands to a disobedient and defiant people. Church, what, what does our scripture speak of to us this morning? Now, I, I don't know if y'all have really thought about I mean, isn't it unusual that God laid this on my heart to preach five weeks ago? And look at where we are today. Look at the scripture that I just read. Nothing is by chance. God is God. God is in control. God knew this day was coming. He's gonna, he knew where our hearts were going to be. I promise you there are people at home right now because of what Steve just said. They just could not bring themselves to come and worship this morning. It's not that they've lost faith in God. They've lost faith in themselves and humanity. And they're in a funk. I've been there. I know. But what does our scripture speak to us this morning? The first thing that we see in our scripture is, is this morning is stop four, the fourth stop on the Roman road. Church, there are many verses. Listen to me. There are many verses in scripture that, that need explanation. Can I get an amen there? Have y'all ever read a verse and you're just like, whoa, brother Kerry, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I, I don't understand that. There are many verses that need explanation. 
that when we look at them, they're very hard to understand. Some verses, you need to break out a commentary or maybe even call the preacher and ask him what he thinks it means. Hey, there's been times, there's been some times in my life as a preacher, I've I've looked at what the scholars wrote, I've looked at what commentaries have to say, and I couldn't really understand even then. So what did I do? I called one of my professors. It's usually Scott Thompson. Y'all know old Scott? I I usually call Scott Thompson. There there are some confusing scriptures in the Bible for sure. But this morning's scripture is not one of them. Listen to it again. Listen. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Shonda, if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Caleb, if you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Miss Barbara, if you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Savannah, if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. I, I could go all the way, all, all around the world, all around the room, all around the state, all around the county, all the way around the country. And, and, and that's what we need to understand. If you'll call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. You, you will be. Well, Brother Kyle, if it's that easy, why isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening? This scripture this morning, we we need to put it in our our coat pocket, in our pants pocket. This is another one of those scriptures we need to to copy and write on on our mirrors. Because as Steve said a few minutes ago, when people ask us, how do you have such such, such peace and and a time of such turmoil? Well, that's easy to to tell you. I mean, Romans 10, 13 tells us, "For, for for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. I'm saved. That same assurance is with you. If you'll call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. It's, Brother Kyle, are you saying that's a scripture that you can use like a magic wand? No, you can't. You can't use it like a magic wand, but you can use it personally. So all I have to do is what you said. Call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. Listen, if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, this is step four. If you will call upon the name of the Lord, it's going to move you and point you and push you to step five. Brother Kyle, I just don't get it. Well, hold on. Maybe you will here in a minute. Now, church, now that we completely understand and totally understand step four on the Roman road, let's move to verse 14. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says this, but how? How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? That's, that's, listen, that's a good question, is it not? I mean, verse 13 clearly says, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But then he says, it almost sounds contradictory to itself. But how can they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe without hearing him? And how can they hear him without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? Those are some good questions, aren't they? They really are. Church, we now have four questions that Paul asked that must be answered. But one question must be asked before we can even bother to answer the other four. Well, Brother Kyle, what is it? Does God desire every man to be saved? Now listen. Think here with me. God is in heaven on his throne. 
He, he looks down on everything he's created. Everything. Tashonda, does God desire that every man be saved? Is that his desire? We have to answer that before we can answer the other questions. The answer to that question is best seen in John 6, 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever, that's me, listen, that's me, I am the whomsoever, that whomsoever believeth in him will not perish but have eternal life. Yes, yes, praise God, yes desires every person who has ever lived to be saved, to accept this free gift of salvation that can only be found by receiving his son, Jesus Christ. Church, God loves the world so much and he so desires that every person have his free gift that he has a plan so that the whole world will know of his love. And that plan is you. You. It's you. Listen, he saved you. He he saved you. This morning as I went over my notes and I got to this point, Brother James, I, I came to the realization once again how close I was to spending the eternity in hell. I mean, it was just razor thin how I escaped the fires an eternity of hell. Isn't that worth me proclaiming my love for the Lord? Isn't that worth you proclaiming your love For the Lord, if there was ever a time that you needed to start standing up for Jesus, you've got to see that it's now. Church, it's now. Right now. Now now that we've answered the question of whether God desires all people to be saved, now we can answer the four questions Scripture asks us this morning. The first question is this. How can they call on him whom they have not believed? So this isn't for us. We've believed that Jesus is Lord, amen? But as we look at the the almost 7 billion people in the world, the vast majority have not accepted Jesus as their personal Savior. Does that break your heart? Does it break your heart? It should. Does it break your heart? The vast majority have not accepted Jesus as their personal Savior. So with that question, listen, how can they call on him who they have not believed? How can they call on him if they haven't believed? The answer to that question is this, they can't. Why would they? Why would they want to if they have not believed? Church, they have to see something. They have to see evidence. They have to see something compelling them to make them want to believe. Well, what what could that be? What is it? That's you. That's you. God's still doing his part. Romans chapter 1 verse 20, he's still revealing himself through his creation every single day. You are his creation. You are his plan. Listen, they need to see a compelling factor to believe. Why would they want to believe? They need you. They need me. Every single day. 
And I've told y'all, I'm going to continue to tell y'all, it's, it's not that hard to be a witness. Every single day, people ask you maybe 50, 60 times, how are you doing? How are you doing? How do you respond? How do you really respond? Listen, in the midst of the storm, Steve, I am blessed and highly favored. Jesus changed my life. It's that easy. People need to see that today, right now. When you walk out those doors, somebody is going to ask you, Sonia, how are you doing? Tell them really how you're doing. Do you realize I escaped the fires of hell because Jesus loved me? Then we have a second question. Paul asked this, how can they call on him who they have not believed? So that's the, so the second question is this, how can they believe without hearing about him? They can't. They won't. Well, what does that mean? Somebody's got to tell them. Do you understand that? Well, who's going to tell them? You. You're part of the plan. Brother Kyle, if I talk about Jesus on my job, I might get fired. Yeah, but you might not. And you know, God is powerful enough. If you do get fired, you know, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He, he owns all the cattle on all the hills. You know what that means? He'll give you a better job or another job. The third question is this. How can they hear without a preacher? They can't. The word preacher here means somebody who is willing to preach, to give the gospel message. You, you do believe and understand, listen, I, I am the pastor, the preacher of Chevis Oaks Baptist Church. But Paul's not necessarily speaking of me, the preacher. Because when you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, you accepted him, you accepted that free gift. Caleb, you came into a club, and I'm not talking about the Shriners. I'm not talking about the Masons. I'm not talking about any other civic organization. You became privileged to a special club that you ought to be given more attention than any other civic organization. And it's called the priesthood of all believers. You became a priest to tell the world about Jesus. Well, hold on a second. Do I need to go get one of those cloaks and all? No. No. What it means is you're to tell. You're to tell people. You're to tell everybody what happened to you. Then, then we get to the next question. How can they preach if they are not sent? Well, the answer to that question is again, they can't. If they're not sent, they can't preach, Right? I mean, we live in a day where a lot of people are sitting in their, their basements and preaching. I mean, we live in an unprecedented era. I mean, don't, don't y'all love that? I'm still sick of that word, Un, unprecedented. We live in an unprecedented age where, listen, people can preach, and you're, there's more preaching all over the, the Internet than there ever has been before. Today, it might change tomorrow. Amen? And, and listen, we're, we're already looking ahead if... if Facebook shuts us down, which, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Hey, we're, we're trying to look ahead to where we can still get the gospel message out. Amen? Paul then makes a statement in verse 15 after these questions. Look at verse 15. He says, And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, 
How welcome are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good news? How welcome, how welcome are the feet of those who come to announce the gospel of good news? Church, there's a factor here that we need to understand. And y'all stay with me. Please get this. There's a factor here that, that we need to understand. We are not welcome apart from the Holy Spirit of God going before us. We're not. Have y'all ever tried to force yourself on a relative that you know, I mean, they're living like hell. They're, I mean, they, when they die, they'll even tell you, I, listen, I'd rather, I'd, and I've been told this, I'd rather, I'd rather spend eternity in hell with, with, with all the demons and, and Satan than spend eternity in heaven with a bunch of hypocrites. Y'all ever heard somebody tell y'all that before? If you hadn't, you ain't been witnessing long enough. You need to keep witnessing. It'll happen. Hey, listen. If we go ahead of the Holy Spirit, we're going to get blasted. We really are. The Holy Spirit is a factor in answering all the above questions. How can they call on him who have they, they have not believed? They cannot believe unless the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to them. How can they believe without hearing about them? They cannot unless the Holy Spirit urges a believer to tell them. How can they hear without a preacher? They cannot unless the Holy Spirit fills the heart of a preacher to preach his word. How can they, how, how can they preach if they are not sent? They cannot preach unless the Holy Spirit of God sends them. They can't. Church, listen. What we need to see here is that God has done all of these things. Griffin, God's done all these things. He's done every single one of them. Then why? Why has man not believed? Why, why will some never believe? Church, God has done so much that they should believe. Why won't they believe? The answer is seen in verse 16. Verse 16 says this, But all did not obey the gospel. For Isaiah says, The Lord, uh, uh, Lord who has believed our message. Again, but all did not obey the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message. What does it mean to not obey the gospel? Church, what does it mean not to obey the gospel? What it means is that the gospel was and is made known through the Holy Spirit of God. Man hears the name Jesus and is compelled to know more about who he really is. Church, I've never tried to hide from y'all. I never tried to hide it from the pulpit committee. I was not raised. I was not, Deshonda, I was not raised in a Christian environment. I was raised in a, oh my, man, it, as far as you can get from the Christian environment. I mean, I really was. My, my parents almost did everything they possibly could to win me over to the world while I was living in the world, Steve. They didn't have to do anything. I was, I was right there in it. Well, what, what happened? What changed? I had a hunger inside of me that I couldn't, I couldn't quench. I started having friends die around me. By the time I was 19, I had five close friends that died, and I couldn't give an answer to it. I was a loner. I, I, was, ready, I, mean, I was ready to take my own life, and I, I did. You know what I did? 
I went in the woods and I told my, I, 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 just, I looked up and I said, God, if you're real, I want you to reveal yourself to me. I want you to make yourself known to me. My grandmother believes that you're real. She claps, she prays, she speaks some kind of crazy language. But I mean, she, she believes in you. And if you're real, I, I want to believe in you because I need something. You see, I saw something that I didn't believe in my grandmother. And in my time of desperation, which we all come to in life, you know what I did? I did what Romans 10, 13 says. Listen, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you have a, 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 a certain a certainty in your mind where you truly want to find God, God is not going to hide himself from you. He will not. So as I called out to God, reveal yourself to me. Guess what God did? He did. He revealed himself to me in a very strange and unusual and beautiful way through her. And she invited me to church. Church. Me, a heathen. Church. Y'all know the story, but it's funny. I've got to tell you again. I, I mean, after church, I mean, I didn't have a clue. Brother James, I, I didn't have a clue, but I had to go to dinner with the preacher, her granddaddy, after church. I'm sure I probably smelt like beer that, that next morning. I did. I mean, guess where they set me, Jeff? Right next to the preacher. <laughs> the question he asked, he didn't talk to me much, did he? Yeah, he called me Kenny. I think he did that on purpose, Larry. But he asked me this question. He said, are you a Christian? And this was my response. I go to a Lutheran church. And I don't know that he asked me another question. I don't even know if he said bye, come back. Nothing. Because that was his baby. But understand, church. Li listen. Listen. This is what I did. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I had called on the name of the Lord. He didn't know I had called on the name of the Lord. In the woods in TKK, South Carolina, I called on the name of the Lord. I said, if you are who you say you are, I want you to reveal yourself to me. Some of y'all might say, well, that's awful defiant, you know, you raising your fist to God. But he heard me. He heard me. He heard me. If his scripture is true, which it is, every person who calls out his name and truly seeks the desire to know him, He's going to make himself known. He's going to make himself known. Church, when we really look at what Scripture says about the gospel, about Jesus being the light of the world, about him being the only way to find salvation, when we're faced with the knowledge that, that we have to, to when we're faced with this knowledge, we have to right then make a decision to either accept Jesus and by doing so being obedient to the gospel or deny Jesus and disobey the gospel. Now please understand me here. If you have not already made this choice, you will one day. Every man who has ever walked the face of this earth will come face to face with this very same decision. Every man. You know, Brother Kyle, I've heard preachers say that Jesus isn't coming until the gospel spread all over the earth. Did y'all catch this morning that says their voice has gone out to all the earth? 
Is that present tense? That's past tense. It says their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the inhabited world. Nothing else has to happen. You see what's taking place when the gospel started spreading in the book of Acts with the church, the new church? Ultimately, the whole world knew and had heard the name Jesus. And from then, everywhere they went, the world heard the name Jesus. You know, when, when Columbus came to America, there wasn't a short period of time that guess what, you know, the people here in America, you know, the Native Americans, guess what they heard about? Jesus. What is the answer then, church? What's the answer? Look at verse 17. It says, So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. Let's read it again. So faith, faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the message about Christ. Church, faith comes from receiving what is heard, and what is heard is the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Verse 17 and the verses before tell us that God has done his part, that, that he will continue to do his part. Then the question that begs to now be answered is why, oh why, will they not hear? We could ask God, God, could you just do one more thing? God, God's done it all. Donna, why won't they hear? Why, why won't they hear? Very quickly, verse 18 tells us that the message has spread to be heard. Verse 19 shows us how God persuaded his people to adhere to his word. Verse 20 tells us that no person was left untold. Verse 21 helps, helps the reader to understand the total depths God has reached down to every man. Look at verse 21. Verse 21 says, says this. Uh, let me find my place. Verse 21 says this. It says, but... It, but to Israel, he says, all day long I have spread out my hands to a disobedient and defiant people. Church, do you know? Do you know that, that we can look at America right this very second and see that, that we are in the trouble that we're in because of the things that we see in Scripture today? I guess about Thursday, I started, you know, I, I was like trying to be rational. Because that's what we are as Christians, right? We, we try to be rational. We call ourselves a Christian nation. So as a Christian nation, we ought to have Christian morals and, you know, about us, right? Right? Amen? I'm just about done, y'all. Hold on with me. We as a Christian nation ought to want to preserve Christian morals and values. But that didn't happen. 
So in my mind, rationally thinking, I'm thinking, you know, God, you're, you're in control. You're, you're in power. You, 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 you can, why in the world, God, wouldn't you want us to remain in, in Christian morals and values? Why, why would you do this? Then I realized, my ways are not your ways and your ways are not my ways. Then, then I realized that we're on a course that can't be stopped. It may be prolonged, but it can't be stopped. We're heading towards tribulation. There's nothing that we can do to stop that church. Nothing that we can do. There's nothing we can do from stopping Satan as a roaring lion walking this world seeking who he may devour. There's nothing we can do about that. We have scriptural evidence that Israel, God's chosen people, continually turn their back on God. And God, listen, in his love, Miss, Miss, Miss Desi, this scripture this morning, listen, listen again, it says, for, for, uh, he says this, he says, but Israel, he says, all day long I have spread out my hands to a disobedient and defiant people. God loves us. He's going to still reach his hand down to us. But God, listen, listen, there was a line that was crossed with Israel, his chosen people. And they were taken into captivity. They were killed. They were, listen, and it was such a devastating blow. And it was, this is how the people of Israel at one point were eating their own children to stay alive. If you think God will do that to Israel, do you don't think he won't do it to America? Church, I, I don't know that we haven't crossed the line. Over 64 million children have died through the convenience of abortion in American hands. We have called right, wrong, and wrong, right in America. Not only have we done that, we have legalized sin. And we've gone beyond that, Miss Virginia. We're now applauding and celebrating in the streets the sin that God calls sin. And one day soon, Gary Page, listen, one day soon, Steve Carter, if I preach that in this pulpit, I will be locked up and this church will be shut down. Brother Kyle, you're, you're an extremist. You, that's never going to happen. Scripture says it's going to. All of our troubles have come because we have not called upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Most will not hear the Holy Spirit of God. They will not hear His message. will not follow His instructions from His preacher. We'll, we as a nation have turned our back on God and now we're surprised that we're not receiving His blessings. Do you know how many people this morning went to church and raised their hands singing, Oh, how I love Jesus. That voted for people who want to kill babies up till the time of birth. And we as a nation think we deserve God's blessings. It's awful quiet, church. Let me tell you what happened when I called upon the name of the Lord as a lost person. A light that was not on inside of me, Trey, it turned on.
The Holy Spirit of God came and dwelt, but Brother Kyle, you're perfect now? No, I'm not perfect. No. But I have a hunger and a thirst, a desire to be more than what I was. I'm not what I used to be. Praise God, and you shouldn't be either. Do you still sin? Yes, I still sin. But listen, I have a hunger and a thirst, a desire for the Word of God. Listen, if I I neglect the Bible, the Holy Spirit gets all over me. You better get in the Word. You better get in the Word. You, You better get in the Word. If I don't pray, the Holy Spirit says, how long has it been since you prayed, boy? Come on, get get it. If I don't spend time with God, the Holy Spirit says, hey, listen, it's been a while since you spent some time with God. That wasn't there before, but it's there now. Church, I have an easy question for the invitation this morning. Whoever's leading the invitation, just come on, come. Who's, who's Who's playing? Oh, Stan's coming. It's an easy question. You ready for it? Here it is. Have you called upon the name of the Lord? Listen to Scripture this morning. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're here this morning and you've never called upon the name of the Lord to save you, if you're listening via the internet, the live stream right now, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord to be saved, call upon Him. I promise you, I promise you, if you call upon the name of the Lord, he's going to reveal himself to you in a way that you've never, ever experienced. He'll become real to you, and he'll show you things that you never thought. He'll put somebody in place to stand before you, to show you what you need to do to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Have you called upon the name of the Lord that he might reveal to you what you need to do to be saved? Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for loving us. We pray, Lord God, right now that you would open our eyes. You would give us, you would help us, you would urge us to do what Scripture tells us we need to do, and that's to call out to you right now in this place, wherever we are. Help us right now to call out to you in Jesus' name. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, you need to come. Do you need to come and just call out to the Lord? Will you come?